Hello and welcome to Mosaic Life Church's podcast. We believe that everyone can find hope and healing in Christ. My name is Jack Gonzalez, the lead pastor here at Mosaic. and We hope that you enjoy today's message and you're blessed by it. At the end of the message, I'll share some contact information with you. If you do have any further questions, you can connect with us. Have a blessed day. My name is Jack Gonzalez. Uh, I'm the lead pastor here at Mosaic. Uh, I love getting to serve our church Today we continue on with our message series, The Coming King. Um, we opened it up last week. Pastor Rodrigo, I don't see him. He's teaching a discipleship class right now, uh, but I want to thank him so much. He, he kicked off our series last week, and today we're going to continue it. So with that being said, let's take a moment to pray, and we'll jump in. Let's, let's jump in. Heavenly Father, thank you. Thank you for your presence in worship. Thank you, Father, for seeing all these men and women, their hearts that say, God, I want more. God, I just want you. God, I, I need you. I'm desperate for you. I want more of you. And I thank you, Father, for responding in that way. And I thank you, Lord, for the way that you can just engulf us with your presence. As we get into your word, Father, I pray that you would help us to understand. You would, you would accomplish everything you desire by it. And, Father, you would help us to understand the moment and the personal application for us right now. Father, bless this time in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. So as we opened up this series last week, we said that we were looking into divine encounters by angels sent by God to reveal his purpose and his will for humanity. And so last week we took a look at the angel Gabriel showing up to Zechariah and revealing what he wanted to do through a child they would have named John the Baptist. And this morning we continue on with that, with that, with that same thing. We're going to look at a second angelic encounter that leads us towards the birth of Christ. You know, so much, and, and I just really quickly as I'm going to get into this, I just want to remind you of the challenge that Pastor Rodrigo gave you last week. Let me, let me start there. We talked about John the Baptist. We talked about how he was a forerunner for Christ. And the challenge was, would each and every one of us, in our own right, be a forerunner to prepare for the coming of Christ? See, here's the truth, church. Jesus is coming back. The truth is, we have today to get right with God. We don't know the hour, the time, or the things, when's our, when's our last, we don't know those things. What we do know is that God is good. What we do know is that salvation is here now. And we are called to prepare the way by telling others there is a chance to get right with God right now. The angel showed up. Now the angel shows up a second time. And we're going to look here at this moment. It's found in Luke chapter 1. Verses 26 to 38. That's going to be our main passage. You could open it up in your Bibles. You can follow along in your message notes. You can read here on the screen. You can listen along. But we're going to be in Luke chapter 1, verses 26 through 38. This is the second angelic encounter leading us to the birth of Christ. It says this in verse 26. In the sixth month, Elizabeth's pregnancy, of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth to a town in Galilee. Now, Elizabeth is the relative of Mary. Now, in the Hebrew language, there is no word 
for the word cousin that we would have in the English. And I, and I just going to take a moment and talk about this for a little bit because I think a lot of times people just say, well, G, well, John the Baptist and Jesus were cousins. Well, I think we can see that, but the Hebrew language, there's no word for cousin. And they, it does say that their moms are relatives. So as you look at the lineage and you come down, well, well, well here's Elizabeth, here's Mary. You come down, you can know. I can see that they were related. Absolutely. The Bible says that they were related. Maybe they were second cousins. Maybe they were third cousins, but they were, they were related. And so it says this, that the angel of Gabriel, the angel Gabriel came to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, and he came, he says this, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David, the virgin's name was Mary. Now, the Bible describes Mary as a virgin, meaning someone who is, who has um, not uh, um, had, she has not been with a man. And, and so, and everybody gets that? I don't have to describe anything else. Okay. Okay, we got that. And so the angel says to Mary in, in verse 28, and the angel went to her and said, Greetings, you who are highly favored. The Lord is with you. Can someone say the Lord is with you? Very good. Verse 29. Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. See, it's one thing when this angel shows up and, and enters into your space and God is stepping into your life. Brothers and sisters, you walk with God and you will see him step into your life. You will see him step into your space and encounter you and open himself up to you. Because you are his child's. But the angel said to her in verse 30, do not be afraid, Mary, you have found favor with God. Someone say, you have found favor with God. He says this in verse 31, it says this, you will conceive and give birth to a son and you are to call him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the son of the most high. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father, David, and he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever his kingdom will never end. How will this be, Mary, asked the angel. Since I'm a virgin, how, how can this possibly be? And I think that's it. Some of us in life, we, we wonder how the supernatural things can take place. Like, like how, God? God, I understand where everything is humanly possible. Like here's the limits that humanity can experience. But the Bible talks a lot of things about supernatural. And here's what the Bible says, what is possible man what is impossible with man is possible with God. Meaning when God steps into your situation, you can no longer limit him by the scope of what is possible with humanity. Because God can step in and change a broken thing and make it straight. God can, God can release his love, his presence, his favor in this way. And so Mary asks, how is this humanly possible? And here's where a lot of people get stuck. And here's where a lot of people pump their brakes. Because now you're talking to me about supernatural things. And I come to tell you that no one created God. That he is above creation. That if he speaks, life can be released. That if God promises, he'll do it. And so the angel says, the Holy Spirit will come on you. And the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. Even Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have a child in her old age. And she who was said to be unable to conceive in her sixth month. 
For no, for no word from God will ever fail. Can you say that with me? For no word from God will ever fail. You need to understand that. That if God declares it, if God decrees it, if God steps into your situation, there's no one in hell or in heaven that can stand against what God has decreed. If you are to be blessed, you will be blessed in Jesus' name. If God is to, is to step in to heal you, then, then there is nothing that anyone can do about it. If God says it is so. Verse 38, I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered. May your word to me be fulfilled. Then the angel left her. So we have our second angel encounter leading up to the birth of Christ. This time, it's the Virgin Mary. She's given a word from the angel that she will give birth to the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, for centuries, for centuries, people have asked the question, why Mary? Out of all the people in the world, out of every woman, why was this woman given the privilege and the honor to carry inside of her womb the Lord Jesus Christ? Why Mary? Why Mary? Was she the only virgin? Was she the only woman? Why Mary? It's very simple. Mary, because Mary found favor with God. Mary found favor with God. See, we don't always understand that word well. You know, was, can I ask you for a favor? You know, he is in favor of option B. You know, she seems to have his favor in the classroom. But see, when the Bible says that Mary found favor with God, Mary found favor with the creator of the universe. The one who holds all things in his hands. You see, Mary found favor with Father. Father who loves his children. But he's looking, oh, best believe he's looking. He's looking to see who honors him. He's looking. He's, he's got his binocular. He's, got, he, he's over here. He's looking. He's a God who looks and sees. He's a God who sees his people. He sees his children. He's like, okay, I, I see you. He sees churches. Oh, best believe he sees churches. We will not be a church. That's the one down the road is going to tell you the five ways to be blessed. That ain't us. We're going to talk about God's word. We're going to teach God's word, and we're going to keep it 100 in here. But God's looking. He's looking to see who honors him. You know, the funny thing about this season is, you know, there's, uh, you know, Santa Claus and, and, and uh, what, what is the song? How does it go? Uh, you know, he's, it's, uh, Santa Claus is checking a list. He's seeing who's naughty or nice, checking it twice, something like that. <laughs> Was I close? Was I close? Okay. You know, the crazy thing about that is, the crazy thing about that is the devil and his schemes and his plans to blind humanity. To get everyone focused on that. Ooh, I got to be good or right because then Santa Claus is going to come down and come down my chimney and take the cookies and, 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 and then give the presents and, and all of that. I mean, this is the idea to blind us from a God who is looking. He's looking to see who truly honors him. Why Mary? Because she found favor with God. She found favor with God, and the Father is looking to see who honors Him. 
The Bible says this in verse 28. The angel went to her and said, Greetings, you who are highly favored. Can someone say that with me? You who are highly favored. She says, the Lord is with you. I want you to understand this. I, want, I, I really want you to get this. If you have God's favor, then God is with you. If you have God's favor, then God is with you. Why does it seem like it just works out? Why does it seem like the door is just open because you have God's favor? God's with you. That, that's the reason why it flows, because he is with you. That's favor. That's him doing it. That's him stepping in. No, it's not how good you look. No, it's not how good you are. No, it's not how amazing. It's you have found favor with him. And so it just works. It, it just, he has, he's looking. Who's honoring him? I mean, if you look at every great man and woman in the Bible and the things that they've done, they had one, one thing in common, one thing in common. God was with them, and they had God's favor. Brothers and sisters, is God with you? Do you have his favor? See, the Bible says in verse 30, but the angel said to her, do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. One more time, say it. You have found favor with God. See, the even bigger question How does one find favor with God? How is it possible for us to find favor with God? How is that possible? Oh, I tell you, it's possible. 100% it's possible. See, not this fall, but the fall before, I got to coach my son's soccer team. And, you know, the true, I was the coach. I, I try to be as fair as possible, but I have to confess, I showed my son favor. I did. You know, I saw his ability to help this team. I saw his effort in practice, before practice, after practice, and I put him in position to play well. I, I did. I showed him favor. I have to confess that. I, I did. Now, all the other kids played too, I promise. I didn't have any parents complaining, hey, you're not playing my kid. All the kids played. But that's a father and a child. You have a father. Do you hear me this morning? You have a father. No, I'm not talking about your dad. I'm talking about your father. Every single one of us has a, we, we have him. You have a father. Why does it seem that not all his children share the same favor? What's up with that? Why does it seem that not all of his children experience that same Favor. What, 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 why that? It's because not all his children. You see, as we look throughout Scripture, we see that God's favor is evident. We see that God is with certain people. We see that God shows up in certain and specific situations, and he, re he, releases, he releases favor. He releases favor over people, and they're used in supernatural ways and in, and in ways that are humanly impossible. So, so, what does God see? What is, what is God looking for before he releases his favor? What is that? What is from his perspective? What is he looking for before he releases his favor? What is he looking for? And again, it's quite simple. Here it is. A surrendered life whose heart desires to bring God 
glory. That's what he's looking for. That's what he's looking at. He's scanning, he's scoping. He's looking at churches, he's looking at individuals. He's got binoculars, he's got x-ray vision. He can see what no one else can see. Because see, on the outside, I could raise my hands and sing the song, but what's the motive of my heart? See, I can have all these good deeds, but what's the motive of my heart? Well, God, look, look at all the things that I've done for you. God, check it out. Look, 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 God, look. He's like, yeah, but where's your heart? Where's your heart in the whole thing? Well, God, you know, you know, you know, you know. God's like, listen, listen, listen. I know you. And I'm still waiting for you. Arms are open. When the nation of Israel was first introduced to kings ruling over them, they were chosen by God. That was the system God chose put them into position. Eventually, everything got so out of control, they started choosing their own things. And just, But the very first king is Saul. The second king is King David. You might have heard of him. But the very first one is Saul. Saul had a great start, but then his heart turned from God. God speaking to Samuel, who was the prophet, who placed people, who was used by God to put the person in place. God, and we see this conversation in 1 Samuel chapter 16, verse 7. It says this, But the Lord said to Samuel, do not consider his appearance or his heights, for I have rejected him. The Lord does not look at the things people look at. People look at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. See, God will see into this space that it feels like it's under lock and key from the rest of people. From the rest of humanity, from the rest of relationships, this place is under lock and key. But God will see past the lock and key. God will see past the layers and he'll look inside humanity and he'll see what's really there. And what we really desire. Here's what I want you to know. Your heart before the Lord will either release God's favor or not. It'll either release it or not. Well, we're all his children, yes, but he's looking. He's looking. Your heart before the Lord will either release God's favor or not. You see, the psalmist says in Psalm 19, verse 14, it says this. May these words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be pleasing in your sight. Well, God can hear the words, but how can he see the meditation of your heart? How? That's what God can see. God can see what's hidden. God can see the motive. God can see what it really desires. Lord, my rock and my redeemer. He sees words and he sees hearts. Some only have words. Some it's only on the outside. God's looking for the truly surrendered life. You know, I believe that God chose Mary in the consistency of who he is. See, as we look at Scripture from beginning to the point where Mary shows up, and even to the end of the book of Revelation, we see that God is consistent. He doesn't change. God hasn't changed. Who changes? Humans, we change. We're up and down. We're all over the place sometimes, but God, he's consistent. He's consistently looking for the same thing. Who's, who, who's honoring me? Who's, who's for real? Who, who, who's with me through the thick and the thin? Come on, somebody. Who, who, who's, who's with me even when life hits you sideways? 
When, when life gave you that uppercut, God wants to know, are you, are you still with me? Life did that to you. The sin in this life did that to you. Are, are you still with me? Are we still together? God says, listen, my child, I'll walk you through the storms of life. I'll walk you through every valley. I'll walk you through the desert. I'll, I'll help you overcome any mountain that you might be facing in this life. I'll release my favor on you, but I'm looking, I'm looking, I'm looking. And he's looking for the heart. He's looking for the life. God chose Mary because it was consistent with who he was. And he saw something in her. And he's looking for people who are truly surrendered to him. Truly surrendered to him. And I'm saying, God, yeah, but. Or one day. Or no. Right now. Here's what you need to know. A life surrendered, a surrendered life is a life that God can use. Because what I want you to know, hear me, God doesn't release his favor so that you can skip the line at six flags. That's not why God is giving you favor. Oh, God, help, help, help me, to, help me to, 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 to get that. God, that, that's, that's my goal. God doesn't give you his favor so, so, that, so that you can just move along in life. That's not why he releases favor. See, the reason why God releases favor is so that you can turn around and use it to bring him glory. God wants to work in your life in such a way that people will, will see and look at him. So he'll release favor. So he'll open doors. So he'll make the path. So, so, so he'll work in such a way. And you're like, I don't even know how that happened. There's, I, I'm not even that good. And, 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 and it's God who did it. It's God who makes a way. God will release favor. And listen, when you come to know the Lord Jesus Christ and you've truly allowed him to shape you, to transform you, to set you free, to break chains that you've been dealing with for ages, for things that have got you entangled, when he's truly freed you from things, oh, what are you? You're grateful. You'll shout it from the rooftops. You'll surrender your life. God, thank you for what you've done. And I know you didn't do this, God, so that I can, I can go and live the American dream. But I know, God, you did this because you love me and you want me to help set other people free. When you begin to understand that, when you begin to, I told you we are not going to preach on the five ways to be blessed. This is about the truth of God's word. Do you want to be used by God? It's coming to the place where you say, God, I give you myself. God, I give you me. I give myself away. There's that song. What is the name? I give, I give myself away. How does it go? Help me, worship team. Myself away. So you. Give myself away. I give myself away so you can use.
use me. Just one more time, one more time. Alpha way. I give myself away so you can use coming before your heavenly father and saying I, I am yours you are mine I give you myself and, and, and I'm going to stop fighting you I'm going to stop fighting you I've been fighting you with that relationship haven't I I've been fighting you with that dream I've been fighting surrendering myself fully to you I've been trying to have one toe in and, 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 and the rest of me out I haven't really given you all of me So do you want to be used by God? I didn't ask you, do you want your next blessing? Some people only want to seek God to find their next blessing. But the Bible says in Matthew 6.33, Seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness and everything else will be added to you as well. God doesn't mean to be in heaven holding your blessings. But God is looking for those that will seek His kingdom and His righteousness first. First. Surrender. Surrender. If you get it, if you only get it, the blessing is behind the surrender. Some people want the blessing and then they'll think about surrendering. And I'm telling you, the blessing is behind the surrender. But you can't have it unless you surrender. Like for real, for real. Listen, there have been big moments in my life of surrender. Like big surrender moments. And then there have also been hundreds and thousands of other surrender moments. Why? Because it's a daily choice. So when I wake up in the morning and I sit up in my bed, it's a choice. God, I surrender to you. I surrender to your ways and to your wills. You know, Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane, he's, he's, he's preparing because he knows he's going to be crucified on the cross. He knows what's coming. And he's there and he's sweating blood. The Bible says that Jesus says to the Father, if possible, take this cup from me. Meaning, I don't, want to, I, don't, I don't want to go through what I have to go through right now. Jesus in great agony. And then he prays this. Father, but not my will be done, but your will be done. Is there anybody here today that is willing to surrender to God? No matter what it means, giving up. Trust him with everything. Because he's a good, good father. And he loves you dearly. You know, the day that I chose to truly make Jesus my Lord and Savior, it, it, it changed everything for me. See, I had, I had known God. I, I had known God. God had known me. But I, had, I wasn't really surrendered. But there was a day when it made sense. And I was like, enough is enough. God, I give you my life. I'm, I'm going to just lay it down. I'm going to let it go, God. I, I'm going to trust you. Would you truly be my Lord? Would you truly be my Savior? And I'm done flirting with the world. I'm done being with the world and trying to be with you. I'm just going to be with you. I wasn't perfect, but I knew whose hand I wanted to put my life in. 
You know, the second time that it was a really, really big decision was a day that I accepted his call over my life to serve him as a minister of the gospel. It was a big change. It was a big deal. Some of you know my story. It was a big deal. I decided to go to Bible college and just trust him. It was a really, really big choice. I told him that I would choose him and follow him to the ends of the earth, wherever he wanted to go. That's what I would do. Whatever preference I had to give up, whatever dream I had to get up. And I let go of some things that in the flesh you would be like, you did what? But that's what he was saying. And that's what I chose to do, to follow him. And now I get to serve you. What I did with my God was I, I waved my white flag and I said, God, I'm yours no matter what comes my way. God, through the thick, through the thin through the great days, through the rainy days, through the, the tough, whatever it is, God. I'm with you. I'm down with you. I serve you. I'm going to stop fighting you. I'm going to stop. Just, no, I'm not going to do it. I'm going to stop. I can't give that up. I can't let my life go. I know you've called me and you want to use me and work through me. But, 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 but. I'm going to stop that. I'm going to stop fighting him and I'm going to wave my flag. You know, Mary surrendered her life to be used by God. It says this in verse 38. It says, I am the Lord's servant. Mary answered, may your word to me be fulfilled. Then the angel left her. I mean, that's a huge difference from God, God, how is this possible to I'm the Lord's servant. May your word to me be fulfilled. You see, these white flags, white flags were first used around 1590 to 1600 when, when, when one group would, would surrender to another. It would be a, a, a time to, to make a peace, a treaty. God, I, I, you know, I, I, I surrender. I, I'll do it your way. I'll let go. I'll stop fighting some of you might be at salvation and you really need to come to the Lord for real. Like you've been, you've been kind of playing Christian, but you haven't really been Christian. You haven't really been a disciple of Christ. Some of us, it's, it's, it's a habit. It's a bad thing we got. It's a relationship. It's something we do on the side. It's, it's something we think about. It's something we watch. It's, it's, it's something that we're holding on to. And then for others of us, like I said, God has called you. And you know it. And God wants to work in and through your life. And you've made excuses and reasons why not. But God wants to use you today. And so this is what we're going to do. I'm going to call these guys up. And, and I have these flags. And this is for you. And I, I want you to keep it. And I, I want you to take it. But, but, but as a symbol and, a, and a, remi a remembrance for you, a reminder. But today, this is what we're going to do. We're going to make a stand. We're going to make a choice to surrender to the Lord Jesus Christ. And we're going to worship him. We're going to worship him. So in this particular area here, if you say, listen, I want to completely surrender my life and really follow him as a believer of Jesus Christ. I'm going to become a Christian. I'm, I'm really going to trust him with my life. I'm not going to be in the world and trying to, I'm going to follow him. If that's you, I want you to come and grab a flag, wave it in this area and come and pray. And I'm going to be with you in a minute. And then right here in this area here, if you got, you're a Christian, you love Jesus. You love Jesus. But the truth, the truth is you've been, you've been holding something. You've been holding something and you need to let it go. That's the truth. 100%. Could be a relationship, could be a habit, could be a thing, whatever. I know the Holy Spirit's already been speaking to you. You know. 
You're going to come and you're going to grab a, a flag and just say, here, God, I surrender. I'm, I'll give up that area because this is worth it. And then for those of you here, you say, you know, the truth is God has called me and I've made excuses. But God has called me. God wants to work in and through my life. I am called to be a minister of the gospel in whatever level or space, whatever that looks like. God wants to use you and however he wants to use you. But you've ran from it. You've made excuses. You said, well, life has got me over here and life is busy with this and I got to do this. But you're willing to lay down the excuses. Well, this and this. You're willing to lay down the excuses and surrender to him. God has desired. He has set the moment. His presence is here. And this is the good work that God wants to do in you today. There is freedom in his house today. Church, would you stand with me? Would you stand? We're going to worship the Lord Jesus. So, if that's you here and you need to make a decision to truly follow the Lord Jesus Christ and become a disciple of Christ, that's this area. If there's something that you need to give up, any type of habit, that's this area. And if God has called you and God wants to work through you and you know it, then, then that's that area. Trust the Lord. Trust the Lord. He is worthy to be trusted. He is worthy of your praise. He is worthy of you surrendering whatever that situation is. And, 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 and he will take care of you. He's got you. Trust him. Trust him. Wave your white flag before the Lord. And pray. Let me pray right now. Father. In Jesus' mighty name, and by the power of the Holy Spirit, thank you for your holy presence that is with us this day. We come before you, and we have a lot to surrender, a lot to let go. And we say, God, I give you my life. I am yours. You are mine. I give you my life. Some of us, Father, are surrendering and I know there's angels in heaven that are rejoicing because we're saying, I'm going to truly follow you and I'm going to stop making excuses. I am going to chase after you, God. I want to be a Christian. And there's other of us, God, that say, I got a habit and I got to let it go. And I got this situation. I got this relation. I, I, I got this and I need to trust you and I need to surrender and I need to let it go and I need to give it up and I need it. I need you, God. I need you. I need you. I need you. And Father, see this group here. Says God, you have called me and separated me for such a time as this. And I'm going to stop making excuses. Father, see your sons and daughters. See your people. See these men and women. See this holy moment of surrender. We will stop fighting you. We will stop making excuses. We wave our white flag and surrender. But it's not just the movement of this flag. It's our heart before you. We truly desire to give you everything. We love you. So, Father, with this song, receive our worship. Receive our worship. In Jesus' mighty name. In Jesus' mighty name. Hey, Pastor Jack here. 
I hope you enjoyed today's message and were blessed by it. If you did have any questions or prayer requests or wanted to connect with us further, I did want to share with you our email address. You can certainly find more information about us at mosaiconline.org. If it's in Spanish, mosaiconline.org slash ES. Um, but you can also email us here. You can email us at helpdesk at mosaiconline.org. That's helpdesk, H-E-L-P, D-E-S-K, help desk at mosaiconline.org. And you can send your message to us right there. We'd love to connect with you. That messages will get forwarded over to me and our team, our pastors, our staff, and we would love to help you and pray with you and come alongside you. God bless you.